there, podcasters. I am your host, Rashawn McLeod, and you are listening to the Diary of a Glorified Fat Girl. Today's episode, Dear Diary, Hi Barbie, The Psychology of Blonde, we are unpacking the societal obsession with blonde. I just want to say that I feel like this is the perfect time to do this episode because I feel as though, you know, we see trends come and go quite often and with the rise of Barbie being so popular and I don't know if any of you have been walking around the shopping center recently but a lot of the early 2000 trends are coming back in again and what I remember of those were there was kind of two categories we had emo which was like your very dark hair very seen but then we had your preppy blonde so I feel like we're going to have a spike in blonde not that blonde was ever not popular but I think we definitely had a increase in dark hair and people wanting dark hair and embracing dark hair which I'm not gonna lie was really nice to see as somebody who has naturally dark hair and has always felt like I was prettier blonde and kind of what started today's episode why I wanted to do it in the first place because I was like why does blonde have such a chokehold on me you know it's just a hair color and yet I can't seem to move away from this concept that it is better, it is top tier, it is the hair color of all hair colors. And that is something that has just been drilled into my mind since I was a kid. We always want what we can't have and I have very naturally dark hair so maybe that is why, but that's why I wanted to unpack it. But I feel as though, like I said, with the rise of Barbie and Margot Robbie and just all of that kind of coming around again and all these early 2000 trends kind of becoming popular again, I feel as though at some point we're going to see those really bleach blondes and the really tan skin. Um, But that's the thing about trends, right? They come and they go and eventually they will go again and something else will be in. Um, So it won't be here forever and don't base your entire life off a trend. (laughs) I will say that, find what works for you. Um, I think that's the part of growing up that you you learn the hard way is just don't don't give your life to a trend. Find what works for you and stay in your lane um, because it is kind of surreal right now to see what I grew up with coming back around. And I'm not going to lie, it makes me feel kind of old. But with that, let's get into Jay's podcast. Growing up, I always had a really complicated relationship with my looks and my body and my hair was just another one of those things that I really disliked about myself and I thought to myself, when I grow up, I'm going to change that and I remember hearing things like, if you sit out in the sun, then your hair will get lighter, so I would, I would, I would sit out in the sun and I would be like, oh my god, is my hair getting golden flecks yet? Like, is it getting lighter? And I would get so excited at the thought that maybe it is. Um, I always felt as though my hair colour was just one of those things that made me not pretty. And reflecting back on the school that I went to, there was a lot of naturally blonde girls at that school. And... They were the popular girls and they were the ones that were deemed the prettiest or the most athletic or the most academic. Um, and I I did not fit in with them by any means. But this was 
obviously further brought on and brought to my attention by movies and TV shows, especially in the 90s and the early 2000s. The girl next door and the popular girl, the pretty one, she was always blonde. Meanwhile, the girl with the dark hair was always the one who was the villain of the story, or she was the one who needed the glow up. So despite social media not being as much of an influence at the time and not being around, movies and celebrity culture was kind of enough to set the standard that blonde is in and blonde is pretty. When I finally had the chance to be blonde and live out my blonde Barbie dreams, it was never enough and nobody ever warned me about this. I was never blonde enough. Which I came to learn is a common thing among blondes, and there's even a name for it, blonde dysmorphia. You are constantly feeling as though you could be more blonde, when you are already textbook extremely blonde. I would look at my roots up close after freshly getting them done a day before, thinking to myself, but I see dark, I see root, I have to go back, and I would be booking myself in. At first it was every 12 weeks. Then it went to every six weeks and then it went to oh i have to go every four weeks because there's there's too much dark in my hair and it would give me anxiety it would actually give me so much anxiety to think to myself oh my god my natural hair color is coming through and i i don't want it to be there and it's like this strange thing right of where you you see another girl with blonde hair and you think to yourself Oh my god, her blonde is so pretty and I love her blonde so much. And I I would take that inspo to my hairdresser or to a hairstylist and they would be like, but honey, your hair is the same color. And so I had to learn lighting and I had to learn that, you know, different hair throws off different tones, warm tones, cool tones and My hair might throw off warmer tones even though we're trying to make it cooler and all these technical things. But I would just, no matter how close I got to the vision or the dream, it was just never enough. I tell myself constantly that I am prettier blonde, that I should go back blonde because it suits me the best. And I have had people in my real life agree with me. I've had friends come up to me and say that they prefer me with blonde hair when I I went brunette for the first time in four years. The first person I saw on the street was like, "Mm, it's nice, but I prefer you blonde. And this was only an hour after I had had it done. But I did notice something that all these people had in common. Everyone who said that they preferred me blonde is either a natural brunette who has never been blonde and wants to go blonde and the other half is the male gaze and they're the ones who heavily insist that I am prettier blonde. But why does this matter? Because it is just a hair colour. And that is why I wanted to make this podcast today because I think that any blonde will understand and whether you aren't blonde right now and you've been blonde in the past or you are going blonde or you are currently blonde wherever you are at in your blonde journey I think we can all relate to the chokehold that blonde has over us we just we reflect on those moments of being blonde and the psychological effect that it has on all of us and that's why I wanted to unpack it in today's episode because 
although it is a very fun haha kind of episode, it is also wild the extent that Blonde has that it, it has this much power over us. It has literally controlled most of my adult life. And kind of my child life, I guess, too, because I dreamt of it for so long. So let's get into unpacking that. So what led me to thinking that Blonde was prettier? And why was it in my head at such a young age? And why is it so difficult to unpack and shake away as an adult? I know a big part of this is social conditioning, playing on my insecurities, which sums up the entire beauty industry. That social beauty standard telling me constantly that I need to look like this and be like this, but I want to understand why blonde? Why not redheads? Research has hypothesized that when you change your hair color, your personality changes too. And I think this is something that we can all attest to. Blonde is associated with being more fun and exuberant and confident. And I will say that when I was blonde, I think I was all of those things. And I, I have no idea why. I think it just made me more outgoing. I think I got more attention as a blonde, so that made me more outgoing and confident. Blonde hair softens your features. And I heard that from a makeup artist so don't, don't attack me. <laughs> but a makeup artist told me that the reason that so many people in Hollywood are blonde is because it's harder to pull off brunette. It really draws attention to your features and makes them more striking, whereas blonde softens them. It's less harsh on the face. It's more likely to suit an array of features. I can't confirm or deny that. It's just a tidbit of information that was passed on to me. But I found that really interesting. Essentially saying that if you can find the right to shade a blonde, blonde will suit anybody, but brunette won't suit everybody. Blonde hair occurs in 2% of the world's population naturally. It is more common than red hair, which is why I've always wondered why we don't obsess over red hair. Red hair is considered the most uncommon hair color naturally, but blonde is artificially the most achieved hair color globally. Somebody who I absolutely adore is Marilyn Monroe and I always think back to her movie Gentlemen Prefer Blondes and I always think about her career overall. She is not naturally a blonde. When she entered Hollywood they dyed her hair blonde and that's how she stayed but she is naturally brunette and I always think about how she felt as though she was never taken seriously in her career, she was never given serious roles, she felt as though she was always given the the ditzy role or, you know, the girl next door, but again, playing into that stereotype that maybe the brunette is the smart one, the, the one that you settle down with, but the, the blonde is just the one you have fun with, and I find it interesting that these stereotypes have been going on for literal centuries. It's not something new that we have just worked up. This has been going on for a really long time. Now, despite whenever I've asked a man, do you prefer blondes or brunette? They have always told me, oh, I like a good blonde. I like blondes. Blonde is nice. 
The entire debate over blonde and brunette, men particularly vocalizing the fact that they love anything on a woman is so unnecessary. I would like to state that men should have no opinion on women's appearances, period. But I will say that although men made these comments that blondes seemed more fun and youthful and overall, they found brunettes being more attractive. A study from 2011 from a dating app took a couple thousand men in the UK who polled and majority of them said that they found brunettes more attractive than blondes. Which kind of brings me back to the blonde stereotypes. The idea that blondes are more sexual, fun, outgoing, youthful, the list goes on and there's been so many studies on this that men have participated in. Often portrayed in movies as the man-eater, the ditzy one, Again, the roles that Marilyn Monroe kind of played in. So while I, a woman, have looked at the social conditioning and thought to myself, the blonde is the pretty one, the desirable one, the smartest, men have been given kind of the opposite messaging. Take Legally Blonde, for example, one of my all-time favorite movies. I love everything pink and I love everything Elle Woods. But take note of her boyfriend. He leaves because he doesn't think that she is serious enough. And he leaves for a girl who is quote-unquote serious enough. But she happens to be brunette. Again, pitting the blonde and brunette against each other. This is subtle messaging, but it is messaging nonetheless. And it is done in a lot of movies and TV shows, where men have the choice between the really outgoing blonde cheerleader, but they fall for the dorky brunette band geek and they are embarrassed about it. But she turns out to be the quote-unquote better personality. It is a storyline that has is outdated <laughs> and has been played over and over and over. But I found it interesting when I was looking into all these studies because, again, every man that I have ever spoken to has always told me how much they love blondes and how much they prefer me blonde and how they would like me to go back blonde or when I was brunette, how much they'd love to see me blonde. But... The number overall suggests that, at the end of the day, men prefer brunettes, which is completely opposite to what they are saying. Now I want to put another disclaimer in here and just say that, again, I don't think that men should have any impact on what hair colour you have. I think you should do whatever makes you feel the most comfortable and confident and most yourself, and also... I think this is all kind of stupid. I mean, I'm sitting here debating blonde or brunette. It's literally a hair color and at some point it's going to turn gray. It's just a hair color. But again, I find it all fascinating because I have lived my life as both and I have been treated so differently as a blonde and a brunette. So I want to talk a bit about that now. But I really wish that I had somebody on here who could explain social conditioning a bit better than I can because I'm still learning about it and I'm still researching it. But social conditioning has a really big part and role to play in the whole blonde and brunette theory. Um, But getting into 
how I've been treated differently as a blonde and a brunette. As a blonde, I found that men approached me a lot more and they asked me out a lot more. I went on more dates and they came up to me in public and they would start conversations with me. I I got more attention in general from both men and women. Um, even in the modeling field, I started my career as a blonde and... A curvy blonde by no means is revolutionary, but it gave a new perspective to the traditional bombshell, so it was in high demand. And I found myself in less serious situationships. As a blonde, I was never in a relationship. I was most definitely having more fun, though. (laughs) But as a brunette, men do not approach me. Um, However, when they do, they do take me more seriously. And if I show any signs of not being remotely interested, they do take the hint. I get less attention online, less compliments from people overall, both men and women. Um, I get out. I get asked out less, but I have had more serious situationships, and I seem to be respected more. Be respected more when I'm spoken to, and. People seem to listen to what I have to say more, whereas before no one was really listening. And that might have nothing to do with the hair. But I do just find it interesting and I do want to notice. And I noticed a similar thing between being in a bigger body and a smaller body. But when I went back to being brunette and trying to get my hair to grow, I was... A little bit afraid. I wasn't afraid necessarily of being brunette again. I was afraid of kind of silly things like my social media engagement going down. And it did. It did go down because I wasn't blonde anymore. Um, And, you know, there was a period where I was kind of sad about that. But I was also very accepting and okay of that because... There was a really long time prior to that where I wasn't happy on social media and so I, if anything, I kind of, I wanted less attention and that that did that for me. But it made me realise how much I put my, my worth and my validation into what others think of me. That a hair colour could dictate if I feel pretty that day or worthy by the people around me. And that is a problem. But when you've been conditioned for so long by society and then this voice in your head, how do you stop basing your worth on other people? Something I started telling myself every day was that my looks are the least interesting thing about me. And anyone in my life that genuinely loves me will love me with blonde hair, pink hair, or even no hair. It became about readjusting my values. And so I think for the last part of this episode, that's kind of where I want to focus it on. Because what I started to realize was that it started with this internal battle of blonde or brunette, blonde or brunette. And then it came down to, who am I trying to please here? Society? The masses? I'm trying to be the sheep and follow the crowd. But... I'm not being authentic to myself, and my authentic self doesn't care. 
does not care about this stuff. So how can I check back in with her and ground myself more? Now, none of this is to say that I will never be blonde ever again. I might be one day. But if I am, I want it to be for the right reasons. And why did I go blonde this time? It was for the wrong reasons. I thought it would make me prettier. I thought people would like me more. I thought men would desire me more. And while some of those things may have happened, I didn't draw the attention that I wanted. Those people weren't the people for me. They weren't my people. And it didn't garner the kind of relationships from men that were sustainable for the long term. And that is not what I want to attract in the future. So if I'm ever blonde again, it will be because... I want to change my looks up and it will never be for those superficial reasons of just wanting to have a large number of people around me. The small genuine connections I have will always mean more to me than the large massive numbers of people who at the end of the day truly don't care about me. If they're just following me for a hair colour or they're just being my friend because I have a large following, they're not genuine and I don't need that in my life. So putting less value in those things takes the power away from them. So my looks are the least interesting thing about me. People who love me will love me however I come and if they don't they aren't my people. None of this blonde is better or I prefer quote-unquote a smaller body. This is me and this is how I am and if you can't appreciate it then you aren't one of my people. And the last one, men would desire me more. I changed that thought also. I want to be the person that I want to attract. And the person that I want to attract cares more about what's on the inside than the outside. And furthermore, it's what I think about who I'm dating and less about what they think about me. And so I've started focusing more on that. I took the power away from those previous statements because as long as I gave them power, they had the chokehold on me. And as long as they had that chokehold on me, the whole debate of, oh my god, should I be blonde or brunette, which would make me prettier, <laughs> continued to have this chokehold over me. And for as long as they had that chokehold over me, I was always going to have that internal battle and never just feeling good enough embracing myself however I, I come today or I come tomorrow. Pulling down those walls of social conditioning that you learn as a kid or a teenager, it is really difficult. And I do, I, I have a soft spot for blondes. I, I love the hair colour and again, I may be blonde again one day. But for this first time in my life, I am comfortable in my natural hair colour. I do have some highlights in the end, but I can truthfully say that I am I am okay with where I am at. And going back to dating and thinking more about what I think of them versus what they think about me, I never realized how much power I was giving the person that I was going to date because I was so consumed with, do they think I'm pretty? Do they think I'm good enough? Do they think this, this, and this? When, in reality, I need to be thinking, do they fit into my life? 
Are they good for me? Do I like them? You know, I'm not trying to fit into someone else's life. We either work for each other or we don't. And if we don't, that is okay. Anything forced is not meant to be. And the good things always come naturally. So if it is meant to be, it will be. Which is annoying. It means you have to sit around and and wait a lot more. Or go on a lot more pointless dates maybe. But if a guy prefers blondes. That doesn't mean that I'm going to go and change my hair colour to blonde. I'm going to show up as my authentic self. However I am in that moment. And they either take me as I am or they don't. But I'm not going to try and change and adjust myself to fit into someone else's life. We either fit together like a puzzle piece and we go together. Or we don't. And if we don't, that is okay. Something in general that I find also interesting about the world is that we are so connected to social media and our apps and yet we feel so alone. So it is so easy to seek validation in all the wrong places, either from likes on a photo or how many followers you have or the people that you are romantically talking to. But when I changed my hair color and I realized that that made me very lonely and I realized that just changing my hair color could make so many people quote-unquote not interested in me anymore it made me realize that those weren't genuine connections and what is more important to me is the genuine connections that I have in my life so I think we live in a society that is on one hand too connected too connected to our phones, too connected to everything that is happening inside these fake little worlds. But we are so disconnected from the genuine people in our lives. And so we all feel kind of alone and we seek those sources of validation in all the wrong places. And that's not to say that that is the cause and the reason of the whole blonde and brunette debate. I'm just saying that kind of tying into why I personally was seeking so much validation in all the wrong places that that was my reason I feel so isolated from the real world but I'm so connected to what I consider to be the fake world and I think we're all kind of in I think we're all kind of in the same boat and I I think I think we have long way to go and I kind of want to touch on this in next week's episode because I want to do a episode about my Instagram getting hacked and how I actually hate social media Um, but that is next week's episode but to conclude today's episode I think I want to end with do whatever makes you feel the most comfortable you can read up on all these numbers and research reports that say well, majority of numbers prefer brunette, and but they say that blondes are more fun. But all of it means nothing. At the end of the day, a hair color is just a hair color. A trend is just a trend, and they come and go. And at the end of the day, whatever makes you feel the most comfortable, the most beautiful, and the most yourself is what you should do. And 
taking the power away from giving others the ability to validate you and give you your self-worth will give you that power back to yourself. I think focusing on that and being able to ground yourself and come back to your authentic self will put you on the right track. None of this brunette versus blonde and more of just showing up as your authentic self, whoever that is. Maybe she's brunette, maybe she's blonde, maybe she's a redhead, maybe she has pink hair, maybe she has a mohawk. I don't know, but whatever she has, (laughs) live your best life because you only get one and it's just hair at the end of the day and the people that love you will love you regardless. So this was a bit more of a fun episode. I wanted to do something that was a bit more relaxing and a bit more chilled. And I think this is something that is on my mind quite often. It didn't take too much research and it didn't take too much thought. But it still got me thinking and I hope it still provoked some thoughts for you too. But with that, whatever resonates with you and whatever doesn't, that is okay. This may not be for everyone and you may not agree with everything that is said and that is also okay. I'm going to remind you to be kind to yourself and I will speak to you next time. Bye!